Hi, this is Heather Havenwood, heatherhavenwood.com, and you are listening to Vroom Vroom Rear. Good job. All right, cool. I'll probably use some of that Space Force stuff at outtake. Okay, so I'm going to hit stop and start a new file, and I'll be right back. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Nicole Holland, thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Veer and welcome to the show. How's it going? Thanks, Jeffrey. Doing great. How are you? I'm great. So um, you are at interviewsthatconvert.com and you're a podcaster and you've already taught me a gajillion things about podcasting and we've we've only been talking 20 minutes. So thanks. (laughs) I'm a big fan of the Zoom podcast. Zoom.us recording platform. Yes, yes. It's so much better than the other thing. Okay. S word. The S word. Yeah. <laughs> <The S-word. laughs> <laughs> we're all we're talking about Skype, and uh, everybody knows it's it's kind of flaky. But you know, maybe Skype it's has had its day. I am not a fan <laughs> either. So uh, I, I'm going to apologize to everyone listening for all the Skype vagaries of ickiness, and I'm going to try to use Zoom from now on. And it's because of Nicole, and she's awesome. <laughs> so talk a little bit about what you've got going on over there at interviews that convert. Com. That's most exciting for you today. Yeah. Well, thanks for, uh, first of all, thanks for having me and for the opportunity to share my story and hopefully something really valuable with your peeps. Um, what I'm most excited about is just the clients that are coming to us, just really big mission-driven business owners who are out to change the world in their own way. Right. Um, it's really, uh, my people are quite in alignment with with your show in fact like lots of people who've done the vrooming and the vrooming and now they're like right okay it's going to be easy now and it's going to be more you know so, some are you know opening new businesses and had exited others some are just pivoting a bit and relaxing their um their role all different things but essentially what i help business owners do is come out front as the mm. face of their brand, the voice of their brand. Right. A lot of times uh, business owners get very comfortable building a company and being behind the scenes. Sure. And so I help those folks who are super smart, super successful, and oftentimes who've been doing what they're doing for a while and have gotten quite comfortable with it. And all of a sudden there's interruption and they are just seeing, they were the innovators and now they're seeing all this competition. Um, And so to stay relevant and stay heard and stay seen and have people really buy into your mission and your vision, it's bigger than just um, selling stuff. Yeah, good. (laughs) Right. That's that's what I help people do and primarily through podcast guesting. Yeah. But that's amazing um, what you just said there because I think I can pretty much it's like a binary kind of yes, no on, on like guests on my show that Mm -hmm. have arrived at that conclusion in their lives. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. immediately clear 
about the folks that are still just chasing dollars. <laughs> yeah. right? and, and there's nothing yeah. like no judgment here. No, no, like, no judgment. I'm just saying like, you. yeah, yeah. But, but, but like those aren't my people. <laughs> well, they, they're your potential people, I think. Because maybe, I think pe- the maybe, maybe not. <laughs> right, right, right. They're, they're, what I say is they're like, okay, that person really hasn't picked up on the fact that there's, there's meaning in life too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and, and you know, sometimes it's like, a um, they're super focused on the money thing, but they also have a mission. Right. Mm-hmm. But it seems like maybe, um, it's like there's three kinds of people in my view. There's like mm-hmm. the, the people that are chasing achievement primarily. Mm-hmm. And then, then there's the folks that are uh, answering the call to power. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's folks, I think like you and me, that the thing that makes the most sense to them is the call to meaning. If that makes any sense to you. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I feel also like the energy is just shifted to a place of, of receiving. So I've been in that place where I've been pushing and I've, I've been in that place where I've been hustling and all that vrooming. Yes. Right. And then, and now it's like, you know, I would just like to receive and it's really neat too to, to only receive like the people and things that I really, really want. Cause it right. was a long time, many times in my life, most of my life, I would receive things that I didn't want and I would accommodate them and I would at my own expense, you know, at my own. And, and I thought finally, like, why am I doing this? I actually want to enjoy my days. So that's to me, that's right. the, the greatest um, measure, if you will, of success is am I happy? And if right. I can't say I'm happy every day, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go and yeah. figure it out. Right. And it's not even one of those hedonistic pleasure kind of happies. No. Right. Thank you. (laughs) Because people would think. That's having fun maybe. Right. Right. Which is, yeah, happy is is a a calm sort of like healthy kind of outlook about enjoying how you're, you know, sort of like trying to help out. And just show, just. Showing up. Love. Right. I feel like it's just love. You know, it's like just being, just being in uh, it's it's just so hard I, like all i can say is happy to being happy it's not to say that like things aren't going to happen right that are frustrating or challenging but it's how we deal with it and and do we look at things as oh my gosh ah, i gotta like you know do 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 vroom 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 right to, to deal with this or is it like okay this is the situation Let's take a step back. (laughs) Do I actually have to deal with this or can I just say no? (laughs) Right. Right? How many times is that possible? Yes. uh, All the time. Every time. (laughs) I think that's where you started, right? It was like you were saying yes to things that you really didn't want. It takes a while to to have the courage to say no to things that, you know, you know, like, I don't know what you want to call it. The real us is, is, you know, giving us signs like, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, the subconscious mind maybe, or your spirit or your soul or the real you is Mm -hmm. giving you like, Oh man, when I talk to that person, I kind of feel sick. (laughs) Right. Right? Or something like that. Right. Yeah. And And like that gut check, right. How many times, I don't know about you, Jeffrey, but for me, like I learned the lesson over and over and over and over and over and over. And I'll even say like, 
oh, I knew it in my gut to say right. no to that. Why did I say yes? And you still do it. But then it's programming. You, you, it's, yeah. I think, I think it's, um, I think the best we can hope for is to sort of like go through the pro get better at going through the process of screwing up faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's kind of like one of the, 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 the framework pieces that I've put together is like, I don't think you can ever totally avoid making mistakes because then you're, you're kind of like isolating and avoiding. Yeah. So you still have to go out there and experiment. And to me, it's almost like uh, I can apply this this sort of like thing or concept to saying yes or no to a podcast guest on my show. Mm -hmm. So, right. I mean, yeah. some folks are an immediate. I mean, you just look at the picture and you go, mm -mm, no, <laughs> no, sorry. Thanks. Doesn't look like somebody I'd like to talk to. Doesn't really mess with the show. You, you come up with all those euphemisms and you, you politely say no. Um, and it's nice nowadays because most of my guests are coming through a variety of podcast booking companies. So you don't have right. to say no directly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're saying no through an agent, which is always so much easier, you know. It, and it's nicer. Like it is with nicer. My, yeah. With my hosts, it's not a good I, fit, as we say. Yeah. yeah. And see, with my hosts, I'm very high touch. I'm very like, I want this to be a win for you, and I never want somebody to say yes unless they see it as a total win too. Now, I have had hosts before that don't see the angle, but I know the host well and I know my clients well, and so sometimes I'll have this like crazy idea to put them together and be like, okay, I think this person needs to have this person. And on paper, they're like, I don't really see this person as being a fit, but how much can we really put on paper? It's the story. It's the energy. It's the who they are and how they're going to connect. And every single time that I've ever had a host say, I don't know. And do you really think so? Because they ask me and then I'll say, you know, I might say, which I, I can't think of in time, but I might say something like, um, yeah, you know what? Let's skip this one. But I haven't had that yet. It's it's always been, well, here's why I'm thinking this. And, you know, how do you feel about that? And then they're like, all right, let's give it a go. And mm. every time they're like, oh, my right. gosh, I love this person. Now right. we're having coffee. Now we're doing this. Now we're I'm like, yay. So I feel like I'm a matchmaker mm. when I um, I'm not I'm not a high volume. There's a lot of booking companies out there. They focus on volume. Mm. I focus on um, synergy and quality. Mm -hmm. for less podcast opportunities mm -hmm. and more because my clients are busy and so they don't have the time or interest to do an interview just to do an interview. Right. They don't have the time to just, you know, have an hour long talk that's not actually going to move the needle forward for them. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, I'm just really picky for them. And as a, as a host myself, one of the things that really drove me to start my business in the way that I do my service is because I was getting pitched like I was just a, you know, I don't, I don't know what kind of language I can use here, but I mean, you can use any kind like, of language you want, please. It was just totally inappropriate. I still get him. To, I mean, I had somebody literally, I finally wrote the guy on Twitter. Like I tweeted him and said, not looking for guests. It was somebody who had been pitched to me by an agency 
or a booking service way back when I was just starting and I didn't know any better. He was never a good fit. He was only looking at for himself. Mm. So this was a couple years ago. He was on my show. We've had no interaction since then. He's brought no value to my life. We have no relationship at all. And he re- he he sent me a Twitter uh, private message or direct message, I don't know, about a week or so ago. And he, he said, I've got some new stuff I'd like to share on your show. That was the message. I'm like, I don't know how to respond. I'm not even responding to that, right? Like, what, what is that? And then he, so today right. he <clears throat> tweeted me that and he tweeted me, I sent you a direct message and then another tweet, something about being on your show. And I'm like, I'm not looking for guests. It's just that people don't consider that like we as podcast hosts, this is a production. This is right. our time and we nurture an audience. We find, it's just like starting a business, right? Yeah. The host has to find the clients or the listeners. Mm-hmm. The host has to create the content. The host has to edit or produce the content and to market the content, et cetera, et cetera, pay for hosting. And for people to just think, oh, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to be on your show and like, that's it. I feel like that's a cheap date and <laughs> it's a one night stand and I'm out to change that in yeah. podcasting. I yeah. Like yeah. It. Yeah. You know what? Um, that's happened to me. Okay. So I can tell a story that is almost like sort of slightly the other way of that. So I had somebody, um, you know, and my show, if you look at my brand, it's not necessarily the typical business interview show. Um, but a lot of the bookers are thinking that it, we don't care what your show is about. We just want to put people on because we have exactly. clients. Right. So uh, I get these. I, I Everybody shows up and just wants to say their thing. Right. And I don't want I, I, I don't want to do that necessarily. You know, I, I'm, I'm OK with, you know, saying your URL and talking a little bit about your business. But I want the stories, you know. And if those relate to your business, great, but I don't want it to be your typical business interview podcast, the nuts and bolts, how to do business. That's not where I'm going. I'm more about the self-helpy stuff, right? So anyway, I said yes to this person and, um, you know, as I was reading her stuff, I was like, mm, this is, mm, uh, I might have should have probably said no, um, just because it was all super, super nuts and bolts businessy stuff, right? And I couldn't find any sort of um, angle to, to crack the nut, <laughs> you know, and this is in prep before we even started setting up the show. So then it came around where she emailed me like the day before or something and said, oh, I got to reschedule. And I'm like, okay, no problem. Uh. So we reschedule, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that is always a bit of a groan, but it was like, it wasn't like five minutes before, you know, or anything. So it was no big deal. So we reschedule and then, and then like we, it comes to the next time and, and this is where we're like, I'm emailing her like a couple minutes before and I'm saying, hey, I haven't gotten your Skype stuff yet. We're we're on the, you know, we're scheduled for this time. And she's like, you know what? Uh, I I don't think this is a good fit for me. Sorry. And I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not okay. No, not okay. You know, it would have been fine if you know you figure that out like in the interim, right? Which is, you well, know. see, I'm going to argue with you here. Okay. Because I don't think that would be fine. And this, I'm going to get up on my soapbox. No, please. Because I- this is, in my opinion, 
one of the problems with the podcast industry today in terms of interview shows is that we have such low standards because that's what we've been taught. And I want to change that because no, it is not acceptable. Here's what I teach my students, my listeners, and my clients. You have to first, I mean, there's so many things, but like for this particular thing, <laughs> right? In this you instance, do not go on a podcast unless you have listened and you can, in good faith, leave a sincere five star rating and review. If you don't feel that you, if you can't see how it will be of value to you, then you do not go on it. And so, like with my clients, as soon as I book something, because I believe in it, I've never, ever, ever had a client come back to me and say it's not a fit. Never. Mm, um, that's good. But the expectation is that. That means you've done your them, job. Pardon? That means you've done your job. Exactly. I right. only match people who are going to be a right fit. I'm not looking to fill a spot. And that's what I mean by I'm not volume. I'm not transactional. Right. right. And so when my client gets notified, and I tell them, hey, I've just booked you for this show with this host at this time on this date. Here's the link. Go take a listen. Leave a five-star rating and review. Wow. If That's a good any idea. reason, right. it's a requirement. I have it in my contract. <laughs> wow. If they, if they don't, um, if they don't like them, the show, don't like it, don't be on it. <laughs> yeah. Immediately so I can cancel it. Wow. It is not acceptable for them to put that off and then last minute go, oh, no, it's not a fit. Absolutely not. I will end a Good for you. Good oh. for you. Yeah. yeah we, we need to treat others the way we want to be treated. And I find that in podcast guesting, um, people see us podcasters right. as stages. And they don't value us. They don't value our time. They don't value our listenership. And what I learned when I was early on podcasting and I was having all these people from these booking companies come that had never listened to me clearly. They knew nothing about me, nothing about my energy. My show also is conversational. It's story-based. It's how did you get to where you are? Nothing tactical. If right. the tactics come up, just like in your show, great. But it's organic when that happens. Mm -hmm. And I was getting all these people. I was like, these people are here for their own stuff. They Right. I'm just a tool. Right. F this. Like, I yeah. don't want to do it like this. And, and and from there, you know, why do you want to do that? That I mean, I don't understand why you would want to get on 500 different podcasts and say the same thing when you. Well, here's the thing <laughs> they don't Right. That doesn't make right? sense like, to me. That, because they <clears> think, oh, I'm going to be Gary Vaynerchuk or whatever. Right. Um, but they don't know their why. So we always want to dig in. Mm. Why do you want to be on podcasts in the first place? I want visibility. No, that's not an answer. I want why lots of SEO traffic and exactly. backlinks this or something. Right. So you have to go to like the essence of why do you want to be like, what's your motivation? Why do people need to know about you? Okay, now let's focus on who needs to know about you. Not everybody. Everybody doesn't need to know about you. Right, Only the right. People who you serve at the highest and best are the ones you should focus on. And it, with that, I would rather see somebody if they say, well, I can do 15 interviews in a month. Really, Kenya? Well, how about we bring that down to like six and you can actually spend the time you would otherwise spend on another interview following up with the host, 
Mm. Writing a blog post about the interview that you just did and putting it on your blog. Doing something to show that you appreciate the opportunity and use that content that somebody else just created for you to further your, you know, further what you're trying to get across and give the host value. Doing that can mean a lifelong referral partner, friend, (laughs) yeah, a veer. How about a life-changing veer? That's what I like. That's that's like a win. Uh, You know, that's why every show uh, could be, every guest on this show could theoretically change your life for the better. That's, that's the goal unstated, (laughs) but yes, that is the goal because that's why I do it. And it's totally selfishly purpose, a personal for me. I want to meet people that are going to shake me up and move me off of my comfort zone that are going to challenge me and, you know, make me wake up a little. That's what, that's what a veer is. Veer is just a shortcut way of saying, I was sleeping before I talked to you and now I'm a little bit more awake. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, and you can totally screw up as being a guest too, which I have done. So I can talk a little bit about that because I think it's hilarious. So I I just want to say, yeah, go for it. You are not alone. And a lot Mm. of the things I teach are because I've made mistakes. Right. Right. And, Learn. I want other people to learn from them. So let's learn from yours. I'd love so to. So I think. So I joined uh, Podcasters Paradise, right? So oh, okay. The, me too. <laughs> you know, see, I uh, see. I thought you you do you were doing things that made me think you were probably in Podcasters Paradise. But so that <laughs> means that my all my stuff is on that website. So occasionally I'll get people, you know, asking to do guest, be on their show as a guest, and it it, it happened. Um, you know, more in the past. Um, and a couple of them were really fun and amazing and I liked it. Right. Uh, and then a couple of them, they were just like, wow. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't really, I don't really consider my, uh, my, my podcast a business and I'm, I'm mostly just like semi, semi retired air force guy. So if you ask me questions about my business, I don't really have good answers. <laughs> I have to like mold them into like, well, I'm not really chasing money or doing this as a business. So I don't know how to answer that question. So I'll just, you know, try to make up a funny story and it doesn't work. Right. So it's like, that's, those are my bad guest kind of scenarios. It's like square peg round hole kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. So just making sure that that it's a right fit. From yeah. The start. You know, I think I would be fine on any show that's like a more self-help transformational kind of, you know, less business tactics, you know, like mm, you used to have a really good job and now you do your own business. No, I, I don't. Uh, nope. I tried. Didn't work out. Oh, well. Never mind that. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. <laughs> it's like one yeah. of my big pet peeves mm. to see in Facebook groups where people go, I'm starting a podcast. Who wants to be my guest? Or or in Facebook groups where people are like, I want to be a guest. Who wants to interview me? Right. Like, like you, I, I would never listen to those shows. I would never listen to those shows. Who is your audience? You have no idea who your audience is because, and you don't know what you're serving because you're taking anybody. It's just so the wrong way to go. So it's right. like, I, this also, you know, I fell into that when I was starting out too. I was clear on like, no, everybody's not going to be on my show. Um, but I was going on shows because people were like, I need guests. I'm like, okay, cool. And that's how I got started. And 
Um, but now I'm, I'm much more, um, I, I'm, I'm very aware. <laughs> now I go on a lot more shows than I normally would if it were just for me. But since I, I vet hosts a lot of when I go on shows is really to vet the hosts and see how's their operation, how's mm-hmm. their flow, you know, right. Are they going to be a fit for my clients? Are my clients going to be a fit for them? Were they fun? Do I want to get to know this person? Right, right. The conversation. So, but yeah, at the beginning and and it's, it's, yeah, I, the other day I had, um, I had shared something from a friend of mine. She's doing a launch right now. That's a, that's a fit for my audience and I'm supporting it as an affiliate partner. And I had posted something on Facebook and a podcaster, <laughs> um, wrote after, and it it was, it's all about publicity and stuff. And, um, in a video, even just like knowing what, you know, where your message belongs and standing out and stuff like that. And a podcaster wrote, uh, just point blank. Oh, this is great. I would like to have you on my podcast. Like that was the pitch. And I was just like, no, no, you don't do that. No, you have no idea who this person is. This right. is not the appropriate. Right? And she's teaching about publicity and how to approach people and how not to approach people. And you left a Facebook comment on on her ad. That was like, that was your advice. Yeah, there. That was your pitch. Yikes! Wow, and it's right. public. Like people see that, and it's like. Okay. So yeah, that's one thing. If any of your (laughs) listeners have like the desire to be on podcasts, please, please, please. Number one, first and foremost, know why you want to be on podcasts. Right. You only approach the podcasters who you believe are going to be a right fit. And that might be because you have a business and you, you know, their audience is a right fit, or it might be because you don't have a business or you're just kind of dabbling, you don't need to, you're just kind of exploring and living your life and enjoying mm-hmm. it. Right. That you just say, wow, that host inspires me. And I don't even know if I'm going to have a story for them. I don't know if it's a right fit, but I want to know them. So yeah. even just then approaching them and saying, listen, I love your show. I don't know if I'm a fit or not. I don't know if you're looking for guests or not, but I just wanted to make a connection and start the conversation. That Mm. is a perfect pitch. People sending emails and going, I have this person for you, blah, 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 blah. Or I want to be on your show, blah, 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 blah. You've not asked me anything. You've not even given me the opportunity to say hi back. It's like going to a bar and walking up to somebody while they're drinking something and swallowing and you just come at them and you put your hand out and you just start talking and telling them (laughs) what you want until the end is so can we go back to my place ew and and they never can respond or say anything you just like forced everything out there and that's how i feel when i get those kinds of pitches yeah like they're gross just ask me (laughs) just say hi first say hi you know like tweet me and say hey how's it going or hey i love this about your show or whatever and then and then once I respond, and if I don't respond, don't be an egg, but keep, you know, share my stuff or, you know, be valuable to me first, get my attention and then start the conversation. And it's a conversation. It's building a relationship. You don't just go, I want to be on your show. And and you know what? Like, this is, again, this is something I do, but this is something a lot of people do. And you have to find, I think, the right 
if you're looking for publicity and you want to hire somebody, you didn't ask me this, but I just want to. <laughs> That's okay. You yeah. got to find somebody that has something you don't, but that you believe in, that you have like a good experience with. So shout out to Sue Morton. She's technically one of my competitors, but I hired her. Oh, because right. she has okay. relationships. Yeah, that's how I'm here. Right. She has okay. relationships with people I don't have relationships with. Right. And so I said to her, look, I would love for you to book me with shows that that are a right fit for me wow. and, and my audience. Thanks, Sue. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Sue. Yeah. And so because otherwise you and I would have never met. Right. And so I want to know people who I, they're not in my Rolodex. And that mm. has been like such a great investment um, for me. Right. And um, so, yeah. So you can look at not only if you want to be on podcasts and you, it doesn't necessarily have to be for a business. There's a podcast for everything, but right. just really invest. You're either going to invest time or money or a combination of both, mm. usually a combination of both. But you got to invest something in finding the right shows and the right people to connect with. And then you take it from there. And it's the beginning to a relationship. Yeah, you know, and it is, it's it's like, you probably need somebody like you. Because I can tell, when I started <clears throat> podcasting, I was very much on the John Lee Dumas method. It was just like, okay, go find really good podcasts that you like to listen to, right? So mm -hmm. like at that point in like 2014, when I first started the other podcast, um, have you ever heard of uh, The One You Feed with Eric Zimmer? I have not. You should. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I really wanted to get Eric on my show. Right. Because he was amazing. So and I really loved his podcast and that worked out. I actually had him on this show and my previous show. So he's been on my show twice. Um, well, one show twice, uh, whatever. Anyway, so I've talked to him twice and he's amazing. So the other thing that John Lee Dumas recommended at that point, I don't know if he still is or not, but if um, it, it went to follow that other people, other guests on that show would might make a good uh, fit for your show if, you know, they're both similar. Yes. Both shows yeah. are similar, right? So both Eric and I um, want to be self-help category type. So that meant that I started asking a lot of uh, his guests to be on my show too. And that sometimes worked out. And one time uh, was like scary. <laughs> oh my gosh. What right. happened? Um, well, there was this semi-famous lady. Uh, I guess I, I have to go ahead and say her name. It was Anna David. So, um, she's big into recovery now. Right. So, and she was like an MTV celebrity back a while ago. So anyway, I heard her on Eric's show and they're both like in recovery. So Eric was an alcoholic drug addict and she was a drug addict alcoholic, right? So they had really good vernacular, right? Um, they had all that, what I like to call like the recovery speak shortcut language, right? Um, and they had a really amazing conversation about getting better and recovery and, you know, what that's like. And it was fascinating to me. So I was like, she would be amazing. So I emailed her real quick and I said, hey, I heard you on Eric's show. 
I thought you were amazing. Would you be on my show? And she said, yeah, sure. So we set it up and she's really busy. So she only wanted to do 30 minutes. But then it was like everything I said, it was, uh, I instantly offended her. (laughs) I know. I mean, if you want to go listen to an awkward kind of conversation, go listen to that show on my show. (laughs) And I did. Growth opportunity. Yes, it was a growth opportunity. Yeah. And um, uh, I don't, you know, I leave it up because it's sort of like one of those, you know, uh, cringeworthy moments from the past that you have to own, right? <laughs> it just wasn't a good fit, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, that happens, you know? It does. Yeah. In everything, right? And that helps right. severe. Right. And that's, I think what I wanted to, to bring up, the point of all of that was to say, having somebody like you doing like matchmaker behind the scenes, sort of research and work, uh, hugely valuable and not maybe going with like some of those that are just shooting for volume. Um, I think that that's a, a big difference actually. Thank you. Yeah. And, and <laughs> especially from somebody that's, you know, basically saying no more often than I'm saying yes. Um, to a lot of these things, it's like, okay, this person doesn't belong on a self-help podcast at all. Why are you sending me this? <laughs> You're wasting our time. Don't do that. You know, I'm, I get it. I'm not paying the booker, the booking companies, but yeah, but they're not doing the right thing by their client. Correct. No, they're not. And I, I've tell clients, I say, listen, I love you and I'm going to serve you at the highest and best that I can. But let's be clear that my relationship with my hosts is more valuable than any single client relationship. Wow. Because my hosts trust me. That's what I build up. So that's mm. why I have hosts who I can say who, who are booked for months and who say no to everybody. And I can say, Hey, I've got this client. I think you're going to love and they make space for them. It's because they trust me and because I built that up and there's no way I can keep that kind of, um, that, that level of respect. If I if I do something that's like not thinking through, you know what I mean? No, no. Yeah, for sure. I think you've got it. You've got it down. You figured it out. Yeah. (laughs) You figured it out. Thank you for being in this space. We keep getting better and easier and more flow and more connectedness. So it's so much fun. And Jeffrey, I know like you told me, ah, we're, you know, at the top. And so I don't want to keep on keeping on. I just so appreciate this opportunity and the connection with you. No, for real. And I, I appreciate you being here. As we wrap up, let's just talk a little bit more about interviews that convert.com. So what, what's your favorite thing for people to click on when they go there? Okay. Well, right now at time of recording, <laughs> yeah. there's only one of three things to click on. Do you want to email me? Do you want to send me a message on, on uh, <laughs> because my, my website's under construction. Gotcha. So hopefully that will be sorted by the time um, this goes to air. However, right. regardless, you know what I really care about is the relationship. And so I don't care about people clicking anywhere. What I want is if people have heard this, listeners have heard this and they're like, okay, I don't exactly know what you do, but we need to work together. Mm. Just email me, just message me, go to interviews that convert.com and get in touch with me directly because I want that personal connection. I would far rather have a personal private message on Facebook from you or an email from you. I like, I like messenger best because I like to 
I, I think it's fun. It's more immediate, um, right? It's more immediate. And also like I come, I sometimes send people videos. So <laughs> videos and audios, I just, I find it more interactive and I like to stalk people and say, Oh, what are you all about? You know, mm. like look at pictures and right. you can look mine. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's just right now we're in transition and we're growing and just being really selective of the the folks that we bring in. And so if you, if you're even curious about how, how I could help you, because you feel a resonance, then mm. definitely reach out. Sweet. Nicole Holland, you're awesome. Thank you for oh, being on my show. This has been too short, uh, uh, you know, recording wise. We should, we should do this again. I believe we should. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we should do this again. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer. Vroom Vroom Veer.